Our world is in trouble, and it has been for some time now. Humans have all but destroyed the pristine beauty of this planet. We can no longer turn away in the hope that someone else will fix the problems, for we are the someone else. My name is Dawn, and you're tuned into the pilot episode of Legacy and Liberty podcast. It is a natural human desire to achieve and want to contribute to life. And what we do with our lives is a lasting legacy that is imprinted on this earth long after we leave our physical bodies. Whatever we decide to become and live our lives through, this will be a legacy that we leave behind, whether it is through the arts, theatre, the medical profession, or being a voice for humanity. Our genuine efforts will leave a long-lasting impression of goodness upon this earth. And I feel in some way this legacy of our efforts in life is relative to liberty. When we are living through a genuine effort to achieve and to contribute to society, we do not feel the need to compete or to be overbearing. So we are freed from the mind of fear, doubt and scarcity. For now we are living in a state of liberty, free to pursue our heartful desires and dreams. We are free to know the true definition of what it means to achieve. I think a lot about what I'm supposed to be doing in this world and what I'm actually achieving. I've spent many years on the sidelines of life. I've watched the world go by and I felt that I really didn't have a place where I belong. I know this stemmed from my childhood. My father was a chronic alcoholic and was very violent and abusive. I did not know that I had dark skin until my father called me a black beep. And I choose to bleep the word out because I think in our adult world, it's harsh and it's offensive to hear. To a child, it's even more distressing. I did not know that I was different to my other siblings until he put them on a pedestal for their white skin. It was a relentless verbal assault throughout my childhood. I was ousted from being part of a family and I became a stranger to myself. And why wouldn't I have? I disowned everything that made me me. When you think about how impressionable a child is, there was never a day that passed where I never heard him call me a black beep. This caused much psychological confusion and emotional distress. I became disconnected from my physical self. Through his entire time as a parent, he showed me how little life mattered and that life mattered even less of that of a black child. He died when I was 27. That was 23 years ago. So when I think of my father, his life, and all those years of my childhood, I think what a woeful existence my father had on this earth. These are the very same feelings that I have to remember his life because he made me feel the very same way. And I have this to remember as a legacy of his life. It has taken me some time to work my way through the damage and emotional distress. And I suppose in a way that I still am. I'm still trying to understand what happened in my childhood. But I suppose the error or the, the mistake that I'm making is applying that to now. And it's, it's, it's a mesh of pain and confusion and trying to understand myself from this very moment. And it, it, this is not the way um, that I can ever progress or find an understanding. I have to find a sense of myself, isn't it? 
And I have to understand that the significance of motivation and inspiration, it, it changes a person's esteem. It, it um, certainly, um, what am I, lo- the word I'm looking for? It certainly ele- elevates an understanding of ourselves and it gives us a direction in life. I feel somewhere it's too simplified to say, well, leave the past where it's supposed to be. Because when these feelings um, stir inside you and create this distress and unrest, there's too much confusion happening. It's like that pain from all those years ago is meeting the present. And you don't know, um, you don't know how to act and who to be in the present moment. I think it's a natural desire to want to achieve and succeed. But somewhere my father never even tried. He never even looked that there might be a possibility outside of his hopelessness. And I don't think he was even interested that there might be a life outside of his drinking and going on abusive drunken tirades. To him, it filled the void, a void of inadequacy. And sadly, he he took it out on his family. We have immense potential and all we need to do is connect with it. I think the, the sad thing about all of this is that My father was dead long before he died, and this was the misery that he took to his grave. And this is the legacy that he left me. That's all I can remember is the abuse, the violence, the drunken tirades, and nothing's going to change from that. As I said, he died 23 years ago, and nothing's going to change. That's the impression, that's the memories that he left for his daughter, there's no other way to change it for him. The heart is where we have this zest for life and our breath draws in the vital force for this motivation to bring our dreams to life. Not surprisingly that my father died of heart and lung related issues. He closed himself off to the wondrous joy that we call life. Instead, he lived in this void of misery and lived off the misery he created for others. Just as leeches live off their host, people that are unable to generate their own worth and esteem, they need to degrade others to boost their own inadequate selves. When I think of this, I think it's quite sad and pathetic that my father couldn't or wouldn't take responsibility for his own misgivings in life, that he had to use his own daughter as a scapegoat. You know what legacy is? It's the esteemed interactions that we have with ourselves. And this is what we take um, into life with us. And if somewhere this has been compromised, we need to start cultivating these conditions for ourselves. We cannot rely on the past um, emotions or ill emotions of the past. We need to start having these conditions for our change for ourselves in order for our lives to change. I cannot live any more in resentment. I've been disconnected from the very person who I am today, yeah? And I'm not functioning functioning in a beneficial way. And I think it's well overdue that I need to start addressing these issues. And I think within this. I'll start to understand what nurturing is, where I never had it before in my childhood. And that's okay, because now 
at this age, I can understand things on a more profound level, I suppose, and getting these insights and knowledge about myself um, would certainly be more beneficial. And I'm living in a more true way, isn't it? I'm living in a more authentic way in which I can interact in the trueness of how it is supposed to be. And I think too, through these insights, it will give us an understanding what is true and what's deception in our lives. I always felt or do still feel that I need to be perfect. I can't do any project until it's absolutely 110% and I leave no error or margin for error. And how can this be? How can a human being be ever so perfect? How much pressure and tension does that place upon an individual? So in, in reality, I'm living a deception of myself. I'm living a false version of who I am supposed to be. And I'm trapped in this mind of perfection, in doubt and fear, because I need to show up in a way that I'm not going to be hurt, that I'm not vulnerable. And this is not real, is it? This is not taking care of myself. and This is not being nurturing, yeah? We have to have a margin of error where we can understand, well, what is improvement? How can I develop myself? And this is progression within itself, yeah? I need to know something else, something far more effective to benefit my life. And this is not perfection. And the minute that I, um, I can um, separate myself from this mindset, these mindsets of, um, of doubt and fear, this is what liberty is. And now this is, I'm creating a space where I can learn about myself and I don't need to reflect upon the past or have, um, have anyone to nurture myself because I will have this understanding, um, this in my adult life. We are here on this earth to know the worth and goodness of ourselves for we're less likely to be drawn into the negativity of others, their criticisms, their opinions, their disparagement, because we know the worth of ourselves. We know the value. We have esteem now, and that esteem builds resi the resilience. And resilience gives us the space to make our own informed decisions for what we want. And this is where the bells of liberty chime. You know, our vibration changes, our frequency changes, and we're connecting with something, I suppose, authentic, something sincere for who we really are in this earth. And I suppose that's the time that anxiety starts to dissipate as well. For we now have connected to a space where the truth of our lives is free to guide us. And so I suppose that probably answers how do I interact with people? I'll be, I'll be free to be my own self and I'll be able, excuse me, I'll be able to read this exchange of energy, this trueness, this honesty. And this is what I suppose um, promotes or encourages um, sincere relationships, isn't it? Or sincere connections that we can speak from our hearts and be honest and this is where true, excuse me, true communication begins. We are the caretakers. 
we are the protectors and the quality control agency for the next generation. I think somewhere that we learn about life through something. It may be through parenting, a governing role, or a team member in a retail store. Through every role, we need to learn about the human condition, a consideration for what it means to be in this world, in this world alongside others. The most significant factors is the integrity, humility, dignity, and the ability to recognize it is just not all about ourselves. Sometimes we are just the bridge to providing the information or that knowledge for someone else to find their way. My father was so self-consumed that he didn't even recognize that the earth didn't revolve around him. There were other people, namely his family, that he destroyed the very connection that we had with each other. And I cannot tell you how that saddens me. This is a time for humanity to begin to recognize we are in this together, irrespective of ethnicity, religious philosophy, sexual orientation or gender. It's time we advance from the dim-witted judgments and self-righteous opinions of others. I lived my entire childhood being called names just for the color of my skin. And let me tell you, it doesn't feel very good. So why is there still a need for these infantile behaviors in society today? I think that there are still people that are still fused with a primitive mindset whereby they do not recognize that humans have actually moved out of the caves and now live in modern day times. I think what we need to consider that it is not within our differences that separate us. This separation is within the baseline of respect and decency. This separation is masking itself as a superiority over others, others that are cast as inferior. When people tout a claim of superiority, then shout racial slurs at others, rest assured this is not superiority. It is nothing but uncouth behaviours, nothing but common trash that does not know how to behave in a civilised society. It's time to call a spade a spade. And so when these people stir up hate and violence towards others of a different ethnicity, this is far from being superior, yeah? It is a dim-witted mentality to gather people of the same dim-witted mentality to band together and aggressively spurt out more hate. This just mimics the schoolyard where dim-witted bullies just want to torment the seemingly weaker kids. This is not how school kids use their brains to develop themselves. So when these brainless taunts act itself out in society, there is a significant difference between intelligence and idiocy. Instead of calling people all kinds of black, wouldn't it be better if these people learnt something about the world and what it means to be a decent human being? A human being with manners, good grace and humility. You don't have to dub yourself to be a stable genius to understand a basic intellect for society. Humankind is advancing to a higher grade of virtue. And it is time these people who insist on living at a lower grade of hostility recognize that the world that they seek has been left behind long ago. 
when the Neanderthals walked this earth. This is not something that a civilized society accepts in this time frame of humanity. We are culturing a higher ideal for ourselves and an artful way of living. Somewhere through the crude behaviors of my childhood, I have found that we need to work towards this higher ideal and we need to continue to have these conversations in order to change our approach for society and to preserve a value for goodness, for humanity and our earth. Thank you for tuning in to Legacy and Liberty podcast and the dawn of a new day.